0: Hello, everyone. I hope you're having an amazing day wherever you're listening to this podcast. For the second edition, I decided to invite a friend of mine, which I met through the Finozoo crew, a team of French people organizing parties through the city of Berlin. Barbara Kamugunov is a multi-talented French artist who has a very visual approach to ambient and experimental music. We will discuss here her creative process, as well as what inspires her and drives her to make music. But we'll also talk about issues that women are currently having in the music scene. Hey, Barbara, how are you doing?
1: Yay! <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm going good, good, good. I'm really happy because the day are getting longer and longer, so more light. It's super nice. It's a nice uh, feeling after... The all uh, winter uh, <laughs> autumn in the dark yeah for sure stepped, getting alive
0: <laughs> it seems it seems like it's gonna last li- a little bit longer though because uh, seeing this is seeing the snowfall today I'm feeling like we're not we're not gonna have like the the shorts and t-shirts weather up until probably June or June or July something like that something yeah. like last year very probably
1: <laughs> yeah but I also like uh, Berlin with like this weather a bit uh gray and there's a melancholy a little bit in uh in the air and uh and yeah, it reminds me when i arrived i arrived in winter actually in berlin so i still have this feeling when i arrived in in this moment and it was winter and i completely discovered the cold <laughs> but i also discovered like a kind of melancholy that that i kind of enjoy too
0: yeah, for sure. Um, I'd say the the these uh, gray weather they they tend to maybe have us um, turn inwards instead of instead of um, instead of outwards. Don't even know if that's a word in English. Um, but it, instead instead of outside, so we tend to like uh, get inside the homes, maybe uh, get inside of our minds, and make sure that there's not too much shit in there, and uh, just turn that into music. So that's uh, maybe that's why Berlin is such a creative place. I tend to love. Uh, I mean, I love winter, summer, um, spring, autumn, any, any, any time, any, any time. Yeah, in, in this city is, is gold to me. So you're mm-hmm. from you're from south of France too, right?
1: Yeah, I'm south, from south of France. Yeah, for me to come to Berlin it was pretty exotic, actually, uh, to discover yeah something completely different. And yeah, I'm from. Uh, I born in Cahors, uh, close to Toulouse, in a really small uh, village. I grew up. Uh, and so completely completely different than here <laughs> but i yeah there's yeah it's something exotic and it's also what i discover on many different aspects, aspects of the city here and the life that i discover here and the people that i discover it's um exoticism can be from the north and not necessarily from the super beautiful beach <laughs> it can be from everywhere and It really helped me to, yeah, to explore a bit more my uh, melancholy and um, um, not some, and for me, melancholy is not something sad. It's something that makes me in the middle of things and I have the feeling that I'm more aware of what's going on around me and I can take the time to, um, yeah, to have time for myself and live in the present and for myself also to be with people.
0: So, some 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 sort of um, heightened state of awareness, probably like melancholy, because um, it, it again it turns it turns you inwards. So it's more um, you're more turned into turned to your feelings and not necessarily um, to your thoughts. So you, you're feeling like um, this sort of melancholy as yeah as a heightened state of awareness. That's that makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's exactly this uh, to, um, yeah. Also to take time to be more into in a contemplative way to uh, contemplation of what's around and, uh, take the time to contemplate what's going on around, um, around me. And, uh, yeah, it's, it can be in nature. It can be on everything like step by step and take the time. And <laughs> not to be' I'm in a rush and, and to push um, to push all the time, to be in the future so much or too much in the past, just to live with the present
0: that sounds like a, that sounds like a really old uh, Berlin way of uh, Berlin lifestyle i'd say um, that's actually what, what we all came here to look for I'd say um, when, when did you arrive in Berlin?
1: I arrived in 2013. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be 10 years in October. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, (laughs) and I make some effort in German.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same. Uh, (laughs) Same, but we're French after all. Already, the fact that we speak English is already is already like a a, like a massive (laughs) something massive for the listeners.
2: (laughs) <laughs> for the
0: listeners, if ever you go to France, do not assume that people speak English there, you'll be lost. That's for sure, 100%. <laughs> Particularly in South, like you might think like, okay, South has sun, maybe there's a lot of people coming from foreign countries, maybe there's a lot of foreigners coming over. But no, we, we, we still speak fuck all English, like absolutely yeah. fuck all, even in restaurants, bars, anything you want to order, you need to do it in French. So get, get on your French dictionary, that's going to be the best investment for your holidays if you go there. So you're from you're from Cahors. Yeah. Cahors is the is the place where they make one of the strongest wines that that I know. Um,
1: exactly. <laughs> it's yeah.
0: blood in a glass, literally blood exactly. in a glass.
1: Yeah, because it's uh, the, it's a countryside that it's um, completely uh, on top of the rock. There's no. Uh, There's no, like, um, there's no that much rain and uh, it's super dry. And uh, so, yeah, the wine is really tough, uh, but it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And we have the best food ever. Uh, There's a lot of uh, of nuts. And Mm -hmm. for those, I'm sorry for the vegetarian, but there are some foie gras and everything made out of duck, truffle also. So, yeah, it's... I miss sometimes.
0: <laughs> yeah, Southwest <laughs> is definitely the place for... That's that's considered Southwest, right? Am I correct? Yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, yeah, the place it, for Doc.
1: Yeah, and something that I really enjoy, it's um, the perfect uh, evening for me. It's a good dinner, a good wine, and good friends, and good music. And that's the perfect. <laughs> and a little schnapps at the end of the meal.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, that comes with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's there's a really really interesting scene in in southwest. It's funny cuz uh, I never really apart from a couple of concerts in in Nîmes. Um mm-hmm. I, I was I was never really uh, traveling outside of um our of our like um, lunatic land of southeast of France. Um but by coming to Berlin and meeting a lot of people from from southwest I've realized there's a really interesting scene um that tends to go like over uh, over experimentations, like people in electronic music and in, in many musical movements there seem to be more oriented towards experimentation than they are, um, at least where I come from, in Southeast of France. I mean, if you consider music in Southeast of France, it's just limited to what's on the radio. That's it. But uh, it's it's yeah, pretty amazing.
1: Is, yeah, there's something um, because um, in Toulouse, there was like uh, Le Royal de Luxe. Uh, this company that made uh, a lot of um, um, uh, circus, uh, like uh, street show and uh, there's this big festival, so Riac And there's also all this EP uh, from Paris coming in the in the 80s, 70s. So there's something really roots, I would say, and uh, EP there. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I... I remember, pretty young, with my parents, or with, uh, or when I was a teenager, to go on, on a little festival, on a free party, or, um, or, some concert, and there was always some, some crazy, uh, decoration, crazy uh, band. Also, it can it was from Cajun music, for example, to some folk, to finish with some. Uh, Uh, Theater, completely uh, crazy, uh, (laughs) naked, uh, (laughs) whatever. Uh, But sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, it was. It was actually fun. But when I arrived in uh, in Toulouse, in uh, it was in 2001, something like this. It was my first flat, and my the guys was living uh, up to my flat was a collective. And there was like really big structure in decoration. And there was like the beginning of printing T-shirts and stickers and things and all this merchandising that you can have on, on free party. And it was really cool to see this feeling of um, really this collective, how it works with a collective. And and from this, I learned I learn a lot of things and I say mm, I want to do the same.
0: <laughs> and you, you, de- you definitely did... Uh Learn a lot of things from from these guys apparently because um, the first the first encounter we actually had was um, a, I think it was at somewhere in the distance um, mm. and you gave you gave me that um, that was somewhere in the distance or somewhere else um, you gave me that decoration you made um, you made <laughs> a necklace for everyone. Um,
1: and ah, I yes. <laughs>
0: and I still have it. I still have it in a box. I literally when you gave it to me I was like this shit I'm going to keep all my life. Like that's the kind of <laughs> shit I of keep. Friends.
1: But this was actually it starts with uh, with the with my crew with Finozu. um it was at the beginning that I met um, my friend Diane. And uh, it was telling me uh, was in Tempelhof, and I was like, yeah, we, we're gonna make this party in Leipzig with uh, the Fino Zoo. and uh, yeah, let's go all together. We're gonna we went there with a the bus, and um, and I was like, yeah, let's. T- I wanted to do something that's all like a, like a summer camp. That oh, okay, we are part of the same crew and stuff. So I was starting to make some origami, and I made like more than hundred necklaces. In shape of earth that i was giving to everybody and it started with this and then all the time when we had events i did this and all the time and i have friends they are four five six <laughs> different from different party, and it's really cool to see to see this to have yeah this and everybody oh you have this one you have this one or I have this one and yeah it's funny because we made uh, so many different I don't know if I still have some for myself, <laughs> but it's nice. He, he brings something um, um, happy, is, yeah, for sure, but uh, part of something all together. And uh, it's a moment that when you have it in your hands, you exactly remember the moment when you have it. And and it's funny and it's, um, it's always um Good when you have your little box of memories, and when you can open it, and you have these nice memories coming from directly uh, uh, from just a little earth.
0: <laughs> For sure, um, we call that an anchor point. An anchor point is uh, in in uh, in um, what's it called? In, in NLP, an anchor point is basically one thing that is going to involve. Um, at least two senses, so it could be touch, it could be uh, visual and touch, it could be smell and and visual, it could be um, touch and smell, it could be taste and smell, and it is something that will bring you back into a very specific state um, in which you've experienced a particularly good emotion. We use that a lot in NLP, and that can definitely act like a... Uh, an anchor point like i look at I look at this i see it i touch it and then i'm back there immediately yeah
1: exactly with my friend birna we did this uh, this interview um, the chronicle of the five senses and it's uh, an interview about the, the five senses and um, we made like a, i made like a call audio collage all of this when you have the story of somebody and just some memory like uh, for example, a matches or like something cooking and to make this, all this um, interview with some um, audio on top of it. It's funny to see how you can really bring yourself directly on the sensation uh, with two or three senses that you activate. And it's mostly directly when you hear something like cooking, you directly see, okay, we talk about chicken, or you remember chicken or the soup of your grandma or whatever. And especially with COVID and uh, blah, blah, that we was all uh, behind the screen to remember uh, that we all have this in ourselves, and that maybe also with this COVID, because there was some distance, that maybe also with the technology or whatever, we're gonna start to lose some senses like this, because we don't reactivate anymore. So,
0: yeah. <laughs> 100%, 100%. That's amazing. Um, so how did you get to, to meet with the, with the guys from, from Finozoo? Uh
1: FinoZoo, yeah, we met, uh, I met uh, um, Patrice first. Patrice and uh, then uh, then there was one time so I was uh, about to meet uh, Jan because we met once and we wanted to meet again and and at the end we didn't meet each other but I met all the rest of the group so that was uh, that was a good meeting but he was mostly in a club and in a bar in Berlin and uh, and yeah we continue to be friends and uh, yeah it's a big friendship <laughs> that we have all together.
0: Were you ever part of the of the big VG?
1: No, I was not part of the VG. I, uh, but uh, I, um, I was there to help to organize the the really special New Year's Eve that we had there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah I was I was at, I was at one of them um, but actually when I arrived and I've realized that downstairs was a was a um, it was dentist. like a yeah, the dentist, and then upstairs there was like literally nothing. I was like, okay, uh, that sounds like a party that could go very, very, very long. But uh, it was a, yeah. it was a really, a truly amazing time. I met a lot of I met a lot of the of the guys from mm-hmm. from Zoo that night, and uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. That was really really cool. But,
1: uh, the opener, uh, the open uh, air the was also something really crazy with
0: the Finozu.: Yeah, the yeah. the open airs. <clears throat> Yeah. Do you mean the one, the one, uh, is that the one where the police came and told you a a spot where you can, where you could actually continue the party?
1: Yeah. And actually, the police arrived uh, when I was playing, uh, exactly when I was playing, (laughs) in the middle of my set. The police came and said, okay, you have to, you have to move, you have to be there. Uh, My mom was here, actually. And uh, it was the more, uh, one of the gigs that I was the most stressed in my life. Wow. <laughs> like, horrible.
0: How, how <laughs> but it was,
1: uh Like, uh, really, really nervous uh, to play in front of my friends. And yeah, and it, it was really, really tough. And like, you want to cry in the same time. And you want to laugh, you want to cry, you want to poo in the same time, so. <laughs> It's like so much emotion. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm always a little bit nervous when I, before playing, but this time was really crazy. So then the police came and they show another location. And then uh, uh, we, they did like, uh, yeah, during the whole summer, something like this, yeah. It was like two or three, you no, know, maybe, I don't remember, but there were several.
0: It's funny cuz we were talking about that um we were talking about that last time with with Matt Tibedo. Um, I mentioned I mentioned the fact cuz we were talking about Berlin and then I me- I mentioned that and I said okay imagine you're doing a party somewhere and then the police comes over and they say, "Nah, lads, um, you shouldn't be here. Um, okay, just you look you, you look like good guys. We're going to tell you a place where you can keep the party going, but just be responsible and you'll be okay." <laughs> and then <laughs> you went there and continued the party. <laughs> That's like you don't see that never anywhere in the world like that's only no. it, it's the only city where you where you see this literally
1: yeah but then unfortunately it was just one year and then um then the spot was uh was off but um, yeah but some new things are coming soon with chino Zoo. yeah
0: hopefully because so, it's been a yeah. while i didn't see them like uh throw a party
1: yeah yeah yeah. there are, there are some new things coming and uh, Yeah, we are pretty excited and we prepare this with love.
2: (laughs) As always.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah, with with Lansky and um, Thomas, uh, Solar, uh, Yassine, uh, uh, Yann, the crew, yeah. There's a lot of motivation coming and it's time to do something more.
0: Absolutely. Now that we're out of uh, of we're out of Corona for sure, at least now we can say it. It's time for yeah. Vinozu to get back on track.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Nice. Um, so let's talk about your approach to um, creativity. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been releasing music for?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, my first release yeah, was uh, with MicroMod. Uh, oh la la! I guess it was 2015, uh, if I'm right. Uh, yeah, something like this 2014-15, and uh, with uh, Jeremy Mod 2. Uh, that I was really huge fan of MicroMod, and uh, <clears throat> and I make this little this little collage that it's called collage actually and at the beginning I was like well it's just to have a, an advice and what I can do and uh, what I can improve and you uh, say, oh yeah it's it's exactly what I'm searching right now and you can push you so um, I decided to ask um, Anne and um, Sven Lux for um, interpretation remix of this first collage and at the beginning I really approached Music with audio collage with searching some atmosphere some samples some um some voice some um some part of movie or whatever, like everything, and to make some assemblage of everything i I was hearing or what I was imagining, and that it's maybe because I have this cinematographic um, reading um Because, yeah, um, I study cinema in school and um, I always had this um, cinematography of things in music. And um, I try to make a movie without image with the music
0: that's actually amazing cuz uh that's that's what i that's one of the things i said about uh Matt and Mark martybe's music um, cuz it makes me it, it somehow makes me think uh, from near or far of um eric satie for example like the very beginning of um um music for images of people that were making music that, that were creating images with with music so it's funny that it's funny that um we're having the second interview with you and um your your thing is actually music for music for images without images.
1: Yeah, Camille Sauvage is, is somebody that was really, uh, in, uh, I don't know why, because it's, uh, he, made a movie, he made the music for horror movie. I never seen the movie, I don't want to watch it, <laughs> <laughs> but I directly have the image by the music. And I guess I prefer to watch horror movie without the movie, but with the music. <laughs>
0: Yeah, simply with the music, um, we make we make already horror movies in our minds
1: yeah.
0: in 2020. But so. I was
1: I was also fascinated by uh, this um, music uh, from this movie Suspiria, from Dario Argento, and um, it's like épouvant fantasy um, movie, and uh, the music was uh, yes intense and in the same time really experimental. My mom was watching a lot of B movie, uh, and, uh, horror movie, fantasy, blah, blah, like some stuff like this. And, and the music, for me, the movie plus the music was super terrifying, but just the music, there was something more experimental and more interesting. And it, it's funny. It's also funny to see how the print we can have in music when we are, when we are kids. That's something we print on ourselves, and then we grow, and we still have this print. Like, oh, we remember this, and that's make what we can be influenced by. And sort of like we plant a seed,
0: we're planting a seed, and then the plant is growing.
1: And some moment also to it's some moment to reactivate these things um, in in ourselves that can reactivate also some um, inspiration to do something Um, or to get some inspiration like, oh, fuck, I forgot, for example, oh, I forgot that I, it's like recently I I was listening, (laughs) don't laugh, but some Ben Harper. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. He's an amazing musician.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and uh, for the little story, he had a guitar from everywhere in part of the world he was. And, um, I was missing some more f- kind of folk music. So I was like missing about like, yeah, this part of uh, what what I was listening also when I was teenager or with my parents or what, because I have the thing the last 20 years, I was mostly stuck in in kind of the same uh, listening kind of or going deep in the, in one style or what. And it's funny to reactivate this music memory that we can have and say, oh, yeah, it's true. I like also this kind of uh, more folk for the guitar for this. And then for um, to reactivate some creativity and some to have some inspiration, it's it's good. And the, uh, mostly it helped me to listen completely different than I'm used to listen to. Um, have inspiration and also to calm me down and to to not go all the time on the same or be stuck in the same genre of music and I will have the feeling that I'm too stuck in in a little box so I need to listen completely different so it can be uh, some pop some uh, yeah I have a folk moment right now (laughs) But, uh, like, uh, I don't know why I'm listening to some stuff like this right now. That's the reason I like radio. Radio is cool for this, so you, they can select for for you and uh, ship it's a cool radio. Or Radio Meur or some...
0: Um, I'm an absolute know, fan you know. of Radio France. Any radio from Radio France.
1: Ah, Radio France, it's really cool. There was this super nice show in Radio France that there was like a guy... Reading a partition, and he was explaining all the movement and how to read. So there was like different level, and I guess it was in summer, a long time ago. So it was really interesting to yeah to listen this on a radio program. It's
0: it's amazing. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: France Culture, France Culture, Mm. France Music, FIP. And there's, uh, I think TSF is also part of um, yeah. of Radio France, um, but just like I... the, the level of the the level of, of musicality from any of their radio stations, even the most um, mm. even the most mainstream ones, um, is just unbelievable. You're 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 falling if you're listening to. We we used to go to Marseille with a friend of mine because he was having a lot of gigs there. And uh, every time on, on the way back to Nice, we'd put on France Culture, just fucking fly off the fucking seat. It was just unbelievable, yeah. like experimental, um, contemporary music, um, classical, anything yeah. anything goes and just like stuff that, records that really when you listen to them, you really, you go like, okay, this is, this is a piece. This is not the kind of thing that you put on and talk on top, like everybody yeah. shut the fuck up in the car and just listen to music.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's also a lot of really cool uh, local radio. Like but Actually, in Marseille, there was a Radio Grenouille.
0: Radio Grenouille, it's still going on.
1: It's still going on? Yes. And there's something like this is really authentic with radio and um, that's, that kind of stays in the history. I don't know why, but uh, it's always been something for me, like, mm-hmm. oh, to play on the radio, yeah, 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 I want. Because there are something that stays, that it's... Um, I don't know like it was my grandfather was telling me this, like, you know, if something, if there's a war, the only thing you can uh, count, it's a fucking radio, because it's how we escape. But he was telling me uh, how we escape uh, to leave um, uh, Siberia. and uh, so it's a long story, short. Uh, so and because he arrived to build like a little radio, and they realized that there was this world was finished, so they escape. So um, wow. I always had these things in my mind, like hey, I need to be on the radio once, maybe I can help people.
0: <laughs> it's it's definitely something that um, we we share that we we, sh- we definitely share that. I do have also a, a, a true deep love for for radio, which also comes mm-hmm. from my and um, my grandpa cuz like his radio up until up until his death like he literally died with his uh radio next to him on 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 his bed um and he he definitely had that um also that that feeling that radio was helping helping him to escape i guess um it might be a common thing for people that went through war and mm. um, did did all did all seen all these horrible things? Not did all these horrible things. <laughs> not all of our grandfathers, yeah. <laughs> thankfully enough, no, no. did horrible stuff. But uh, they <laughs> went through all these horrible times, and like the radio mm. was like, okay, like it's it, mm. it might be like bombing outside, but you're you're turning on that that little button, and you you got music playing mm. on, or you actually know what is going on with the world right now. But yeah, yeah. it's. It was- uh, Please. Actually,
1: I did a radio show um, uh, with Viclo uh, and uh, Daoust. Uh, they, it, they were, it was in Montreal, yeah, for radio. They had this um, radio show on the, in Montreal. I guess it was uh, also a radio for religious or whatever, something like this. And they have like a, um, a show every week or something like this. And it was... And the first thing I was like, it's going to be like on earth or just online. And he was like, no, it's on earth. Uh, so people can really turn the radio and listen to us. And I was like, cool, I'm going to be on the radio in Canada.
0: <laughs> that's like a, that's so amazing. <laughs> to me, radio was, um, um, we, I guess you do remember also the times when, when the radio was actually playing sometimes good music. There was a bit of shit, but there was a bit uh, also like quite quite a lot of of good stuff. Like whenever um whenever the the music industry was very different and um radio radio has always been I mean if you if you even look at the the history of electronic music um Jeff Mills started as a radio yeah. DJ and this is how um the the whole techno thing kind of kicked off. Um, all the lads from from Detroit were inspired yeah. by um,
1: Dynasty. Also, Dynasty.
0: Jesus Christ, <laughs> Dynasty. Yeah, the Dynasties whole hip hop movement.
1: Radio Nova. Well, now Radio Nova. It's not what it was, but it was a, a big independent platform. Radio Nova. But
0: in Laurent Garnier my, was playing uh, on Radio Nova.
1: Ah, yes. Ah yes. I did uh, He said
0: he actually learned um with the the, the the there was an old I think if if my memory is uh, good enough. I think he said the one of the one of the bosses from the radio, one of the one of the dons from, from that radio actually told taught him how to speak on the radio, how to have a sexy voice on the radio, which I've never learned actually myself. But uh, I should I should actually learn that. That would maybe add something to the podcast. Um but he said like uh, this guy taught him how to present records and how to speak on the radio, the art of how to speak on the radio. Those oh. were the, the days, like those were the days when like yeah, you were discovering music. Like literally this is why radio was so mm-hmm. great and could be great again someday.
1: Yeah, and it's um it's um, yeah, completely and you can discover a lot of things and um it brings the voices different, the sounds sounds different. Uh I don't know there's something more warm with this uh with the radio and there's this educational part that it's that it's important, and it's true that when you have some quality program uh, like Radio France, and you can jump from classical music to funk to rock to hip hop to, and, and with some um, quality um, of spe- uh, speakers and thematic or whatever, uh, that bring a lot of education to to people.
0: So um that, that the radio and the idea of music collage to me uh, sounds like a, a logical a, a logical suit like a, a something that where elements are following each other you were quite inspired by by the radio and quite fascinated by the radio that connection with your grandfather and then your idea of making music after studying um cinema your idea of making music um is based on on collage that to me makes Enormous sense um, and explains quite a bit about um, your music. Should we listen to maybe this collage um, piece? Yeah. Yeah. Good.
1: Yeah, collage, so yeah, it's the, fir- the first, yeah, kind of track that I, kind of first experimentation that I did and that makes sense and makes sense also for other people. So I was kind of happy. Uh, and it's, it's a, it's kind of what we were talking before about like this uh, horror, um, atmosphere a little bit like um, and cinematographic um, listening. Uh, it's like a bit like heavy, heavy sensation with this melody far, uh, far, far away and really distor- with a lot of distortion kind of, uh, no, with distortion, yeah. And, and something far away, we don't really know what's going on, but we don't know. Let's explore what's going on. Inside this story, and and so then and uh, and that it, this interpretation, and it's how I start then to make some other um, yeah track.
0: It makes me think of organization. You know, you know this band. Ah no. Um, so the organization was uh, um, like in the beginning of people thinking, starting to think. Um, okay, music is not necessarily. Um, learning to to play piano and spending hours um, to learn how to read the score and being able to um, create with that music is also like um, um, it was basically the beginning of experimentation, the beginning of people redefining what music can be, not necessarily what music is, because music is everything, but saying like uh, there are things which are uh, which tend to be associated with noise these days that can be also considered music and um it definitely makes me think of uh, the organization this this track um the distortion on the guitar and uh, this sort of kind of a post-punk kind of vibe which is um far later than than um the organization um but yeah that's it that's truly what it makes me think of and um yeah this yes. industrial feeling is more <laughs> like a really really early industrial <laughs> feeling like a, a truly early industrial feeling it also uh, um the idea of collage um it reminds me it, it reminds me of musique concrete um mm-hmm. literally people just um playing with the the first people playing with samples um i did an article on musique concrete um back in 2020 or something so yeah it's it, it all Really makes sense, but it's also really tied to um, to images because music music concrète uh, was they, the lads from music concrète were employed to do sound effects for uh, movies and in, in like a, for, for movies yeah. for, for TV movies and shit like that. Um, so yeah, it, it all comes together around the images, the visual part.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, I'm also really inspired by this uh, Martin Feldman. I have this feeling sometimes that it's like um, um, like super rich. And in the same time, it sounds also super easy and and, and organic, this orchestration with, with the cantet and the quartet. And that sounds that's just with some minimal things and, but the orchestration is still there. So I was really admirative about this.
0: Um should we listen to another track of yours how about Araba? Uh, yeah Araba
1: yeah Araba uh, Araba yes
0: So um, this so this track was made uh, based on sounds which you've recorded from walking from um, Schlesische's store back to your place, right?
1: Yes. Uh, yes. It was uh, ex- yeah from Schlesische's bush, exactly from my place. Uh, and yeah, it's like 15 minutes by walk. And I just took my, at this moment, I didn't have a, a recorder. So I just had my phone and I, um, and I record just all the way, and um, and I decided yeah, to use this as a as a main sample, yeah, for this for this track. And if I have a good memory, there's also one moment my friend leaving, and I say goodbye, <laughs> and I just distorted uh, the voice, so it was just a little present for my friend Lucy. <laughs>
0: That's nice. Um, I did that. I did. I did use a lot of um, like recordings. Even uh, once, my friend, my friend Céline, she was coming. She was coming to. She was coming to Berlin for a get Nice party, and um, she sent me just a vocal vo- vocal message saying "Oh la la, qu'est-ce qu'on va être bien,"
1: <laughs> and I,
0: I've li- I I was making music. I was listening to that. I was like, "Shit, I needed a vocal," and then I just put it. I just put it on. I just put it on the track. It was released on. Um, on golden music, <laughs> I just, I just, and I just put it on the track, um, and then there's this, uh, game, there's this gain track, right? Yeah,
1: again yeah, gain. Uh, it was from um, uh, also for Micromod. It was yeah for Micromod, and it was for this various artist uh, called Grand Salon. It was curated by Motu and. Um, I did this track, uh, yeah, as a, as I'm a bug and I'm traveling in summer uh, around what's going on in the countryside or what. So it was a nice experimentation on on the sound how it can sound this and this and also for myself to position myself as a little bug traveling. <laughs> can sound be <me> weird, but <laughs> it was. I to experiment and and yeah, it's there are still this um, this distortion that I like to use and um, that make a little bit of drama, I would say, um, on on the story I want to say and um, and bring this. Um, it's how I mostly I bring organic things to my music with uh, through distortion.
0: Do you use um, specific? Do you have any specific distortion that you like to use, or do you use like um, simply um, just the the ones present in Ableton Live, which are quite cool, actually?
1: Uh depends. Dep- it's more that I search a sound, and it can be a sound that I that I record or that I that I record and then I completely distort on Ableton, or it can be something spe- really specific that I would that I'm gonna search and there's a lot of also of library of sound and um, and you can really have like some uh, old machine sound for example um, so you have really a lot of library and I mostly search by keywords sometimes in this library like
0: Is um, it the American library?
1: Uh, no, uh, there's BBC Okay But I'm not... <laughs> I'm not going to give all my
0: tricks. <laughs> no, because there's this um, this American, there's an American library online where you get like um, really old um, net labels and also you have recordings of the NASA. Um, I recently uh, downloaded yeah, yeah. recordings of the NASA. Yeah, archive archive.org. Archive. Archive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. archive.org. Yeah, I have a, a, subscri-
1: a subscription per year there.
0: <laughs> That's pretty amazing.
1: I'm, yeah, yeah. The, the, and it's, it's like a mediatek. Sometimes I don't have the time to go to the mediatek, but I discover a lot of things uh, through this website. So it can be uh, some um, some books or some uh, podcast or a uh, movie or experimental things. And it's really like a mediatek. And it's true that archive, I use it a lot to have inspiration and um, that I can go through. Uh, keywords like oh, uh, it can be like I want to listen something specific on, on, for example, on the 70s. Okay, I can make some research and I can um, find things. On the opposite of directly go to Wikipedia or something, there's. It's not the same way. It's really like a media You go through. You can select uh, the year, the specific. If you prefer audiobook or movie or whatever, and and when i was kid also i was used to go to the mediatek and and also when i was living in paris i didn't have any tv any computer for like more than a year and actually i read a lot of books and i went a lot to the mediatek so i'm happy to have one at home right now and i discovered so many net label um, producer also i discover so many things through this uh, website and and it's also a, a way of uh, i'm collecting music too i also go a lot on net label because i also w- was releasing the first things on net label and most of the music uh that i discovered from uh in minimal um uh, there was music collective um um back recording all this label in berlin before i arrived that i discover in france and all this <clears> or <throat> silent season or whatever like all this net label that um that i discover and it's also a way for me how to consume music um and even if it's only on internet i after many years also you have you built also a community with people also like to consume music through net label. And it's amazing to see uh, a friend you disco that have a release on, on Micromod, for example, and then have a release on, with some other friends that also have a net label and another label. And then you make a connection all together and I think it's also a things to support each other in, in this music industry too. And and internet can put people far away and destroy people but in the same time can bring also some nice community and also you can um, discover and put people more close together and for example Dineka um, is from Sri Lanka and um, actually we met uh, through Micromod and he sent some tracks to me and uh, oh, I really like uh, your label can uh, do you think I can release and I listened and it was completely amazing. And for sure, yeah, we're going to release. And, uh, and we was chatting, chatting on each other for like two, three months. And, um, and then one day to another, he told me like, yeah, I'm coming to Berlin uh, with a program with the Goethe Institute. And then he was uh, at the Gebruder Teichmann um, house. And, and it was amazing to have this, this person that we m- met online that we support, that support also what we do. And finally we met in person and we did music together. And, and, and it was amazing because you also still have some country that you can't be a musician and, and that there's no, um, knowledge for, not knowledge, but, um, reconnaissance.
0: You're not, re- you're not recognized. You're not recognized for what you, you're do. Recognized, you wanna- yeah
1: of what you do and and Dinelka then he came back to Sri Lanka and he met the first minister uh, because he he did this program with the Goethe Institute. So and at this moment also you realize that how also it's important to continue to do music uh, and to fight for that everybody can do music and can everybody can be free to do what they want and 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 sometimes people in this industry forget that it's it's just about music and express yourself and not uh, just make money or um.
0: or just release on. It's not necessarily it's not necessarily about releasing on on big labels and having big gigs and um, being the big guy that everyone that everyone knows. Um, I totally agree with that. Um, music needs. Music needs everything. It's just like, to me, it would be like saying um, uh, humans can survive without food or, th- or humans can mm. could survive without water. We need both. Mm. We need food, we need mm. water, we need sleep, we need love, we need friends, we need solitude. We need everything. So in music, it's it's the same. We do need big labels because um big yeah. machines have big budgets and can definitely push the music forward to um places where um the only music that there is is the music that um is actually making money so mm-hmm. big labels are good for that but then it is truly important to have um net labels um and this is where bandcamp has um like literally just exploded the game of um net label. Um, and everybody can release music and everybody has the chance to get themselves heard, even though it is, let's be honest, very difficult to be to be heard today if you're like out of nowhere and um you're making music on your own, it's very difficult to um to to be heard. But um it is part to me this is part of the of, of the of what music is feeding itself on. Music is feeding itself on People are having um small projects, small net labels, small projects that don't seem mm-hmm. to drive that many people around them, and it also needs um bigger scenes, bigger budgets, bigger organizations. but um yeah, that's uh, I, I agree with basically with everything you with everything mm-hmm. you said So speaking of uh, Dinelka, we're actually going to listen to a remix uh, to the remix that he did of your of your track.
1: Uh, no, I did a remix of his track.
0: Oh, you did a remix uh, of his track. Okay, so. Yeah.
1: It's a remix, I, I did a remix for one of his tracks, so it was for his first release actually on Micromod, and, um, and I completely changed uh, the story because I had the voice of a friend of me that is from um, Congo, and uh, he's singing a woman's song. So he tried to use a voice of a woman, and I put it in this uh, on top of this of this track, and and it was funny because he gives completely another reading of the first one, but also brings something in the story of of what he was releasing. It was amazing to add something more light and and still in the same um, uh, vibe. Actually, that he have and. To put a bit of uh, more, yeah, light and uh, softness on what he was bringing by bringing something from Africa and Dinelka from Sri Lanka and me living in Berlin and to mix all these things was was pretty interesting, yeah. And it was also the, and it was the first time that I had some vocal uh, on on my work. I was mostly never using vocal and uh was the first time that I was working on it and it's difficult <laughs> but step by step I rush to manage more and more to use vocal in in my track.
0: It's a nightmare from my perspective using vocals is an absolute fucking nightmare. But I uh, I guess it's yeah. something it's something it's something to learn. It's just like whenever you don't know how to put how to get get piano chords to come in or like how to Manage a rhythm section for people making ambient only or orchestrations only music. Uh, whenever they have to um, put mm-hmm. on like a heavy rhythmic section, it it, it can mm-hmm. be hard. But it's it's definitely something that there's a learning curve for that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, because it depends how you record the voice uh, and what you can bring some effect and and to when you arrive on Ableton and you have all this yellow button you're like oh fuck <laughs> it's going to be a nightmare
0: so imagine the people that actually that actually um, were making music like in the 60s or in the 70s and they're like yeah i love music and then they get into a studio and they get into these places like covered from like from from top to bottom of like analog gear and even imagine you would you would have come to um, the BBC studios, uh, let's mm. say in the 60s, when they were making all of this uh, homemade gear that they were that they were doing yeah. back in the days, they were looking more like a nuclear power plant than an actual yeah. music studio. <laughs> I would have been like, okay, am I going to press a button and the whole building is going to fall <laughs> apart? <or laughs> tell me, like? what's
1: going on? Like Homer Simpson in the <laughs> in the nuclear power yeah. central. <laughs> like, is it is
0: it okay if I press that button? Are we still going to be alive?
1: Oh no, it's just Is going okay? to compress the
0: vocals. Fine, grant, <laughs> then I can press it.
1: Yeah, like it. Continue, like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, this... Uh, it was with this remix that I use vocal and and then I met um, uh, Cecilia that I uh, now start to work with uh, and she she's a poet and so she started to give me some... Some poem that she will record, and um, she was trusting me how I can handle the the, the text because she's uh, speaking in Portuguese, and um, and she really let me carte blanche to cut what it was sounding good and how I can use or how I can use some part even if I don't really understand the the, the lyrics.
0: Do you know this band called, uh, well, band, there's like two, two people. Um, it's mm. called Sam, Sam Paris. It was really, no. they, were, they had an album released in 2006, 2006, I think. Something like that. 2005. Their first album, Movimento, was released in 2005 on F Communications. So it's yeah. um, basically a singer and composer and writer, um, Leticia Maura and um okay. she basically wrote um some sort of poetry, it's poetry, but it's also like um it sounds like um like children's songs sometimes um and then you have um thomas Ferrier he's like a, um a music producer, he also did a lot of hip hop and um let's just say the the entire album it doesn't sound experimental it's the these times when uh, minimal sound was was quite big, so it's quite light, mm. quite minimal, and um, I, w- I wouldn't employ the word experimental because it it truly isn't. But it's uh, mind opening. Let's say it's not necessarily a um, an album that is uh, fitting a particular genre of of, of music, but uh, they do they do the same they do the same sort of sort of thing um, of poetry and. Uh, music, music in the background, but the process, from what I hear from them, they they built it together. So I don't mm-hmm. think there is the same process as what you did, which is your friend gives you the the, the vocals, and then you will dress up these vocals yeah. with music. It's definitely not yeah. the same process. Uh, yeah, it's
1: uh, and but right now we we so then it was. We did one track together, Toda poesia, and uh, for um, for Correiro, and uh, and then so we wanted to continue to work together. So she was sending more and more poems, and we were selecting poems together. And she uh, she was introduced me to a project. Uh, she did uh, um, it was in um, it was in the same time in uh, Mexico, no, in Brazil. Uh, in Portugal and in Toulouse, and um, so it was three uh, three women with from a, with a text from a girl from Brazil, and she, they asked me to make interpretation, music interpretation of the text, and in the same time there was also a dance performance. So um, to mix all these things and to work in distance uh, with them in. And to know that uh, there was also this uh, dance performance, it's also another challenge on, on top to to give sometimes for the girl to say the poem and in a, and then to also have this dance performance in the same time uh, and to play an instrument in the same time. So I need to record my music on this and to incorporate some other input and and to let the, the space for everybody. And and definitely this uh, gave me a lot of more experience. And, and for example, Sandwell Collective, uh, what they did with Patti Smith, it's also on poesy. There's not this uh, part of uh, performance, but for example, Midori Takada, she also bring this um, performance also with the body when she she play with the gong and then she have this big uh, chain and she makes the music and she's working on the stage. And And it's true that all these things uh, gave me some uh, inspiration, how I can retranscript for, for this new project and how I can uh, uh, participate also on the collective directly on the stage. And it's not only... Only me alone on the stage playing, um, also with other people, and how I uh, make this interaction all together. And this is a new process for me uh, and a new step on what I'm doing. And yeah, it's quite exciting. <laughs>
0: Good. Um, so we're going to listen to um, um, the, this track that you that, that you made um, to the poesia. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Eternity leaves in a blink of a night. My own eyes seeing what was not supposed to or used to be seen. Una simples cuestión del tiempo. Todo lo que no debería ser visto. Todo lo que es invisible. Viene Lenny. Después acelere y luego se deshace. Window. Swords. Silence. I found a fleeting certainty. We six, encontraria contrarian in Palabras Otres, Palabras sí. Nuevas, Asi, sí. pronto Hasta Que El Osteen Sovereign sí. Se sí. yes. Levant, No Emple, no, no. And So It Came, Slow Smiling, of In Silence Again, Revealing Itself, And In Silence It, Fresh Eternities Starting To Wave Some, it's Still Untouch Now, On Time. Todo lo que escribo, lo escribo en el tiempo, con tiempo, en mi propia antología de recuerdos, toda poesía en materia de vida, toda poesía the is going to the fresh eternities yes. starting to wave, so is still uncatched. Yeah, the It's a It's Still untouched now, all time. Todo lo que escribo, lo escribo en la hasta que el otro, el nuevo, llegase. And so it came, slow, deep, de palabras nuevas certitude, de que encontrarían palabras otras, palabras nuevas. Así, de pronto, hasta que el otro, el nuevo, llegase. And so it can be a It's a little bit more <laughs> revealing itself during a single moment. <laughs> fresh <laughs> eternity is starting to wave Someone One is still untouched now. On time. Todo lo que escribo, lo escribo en el tiempo. Each eternity lasts no longer than a few seconds. Each eternity lives in a blink of an eye my own eyes seeing what was not supposed to, or used to, be seen. Una simples question del tiempo. Todo lo que no debería ser visto, todo lo que es invisible, viene lento, después acelere y luego se deshace. In those words, silences, I found a fleeting certitude. De que encontraría mi palabras otras palabras nuevas así de pronto hasta que el otro el nuevo llegase and so it came slowly in
2: silence again
3: revealing itself during a single night fresh eternities starting to wave some still untouched now Todo lo que escribo, lo escribo en el tiempo, con el tiempo, en mi propia antología de recuerdos. Toda poesía è materia de vida. Toda poesía.
0: Amazing. So, and uh, as a the, the last track you, you you wanted to present is actually an edit of Billy um, Billy Holiday, right?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's just a, a sample that I took from uh, from her from a really old uh, track yesterday's, and I made this little yeah experimentation to. Uh, with another genre, it's not. Yeah, kind of a new genre that I'm a bit more punchy and <laughs> less dark, maybe. But um, yeah, and I did another one for Ertaki It will be out soon, I guess. Uh, that I we work a little bit with uh, with Lansky, and it's just that I was like thinking to use some sample. Of uh, woman singer to also to for myself also to to put myself to make to do some exercise also to produce a little bit more so I put myself to choose some uh, artists and and I choose some sample that they are they are already too old so I can use it and. And yeah, to make some production exercise, and um, and and mostly with women sample.
0: So for this part here, um, you're 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 seeing it as um, sort of an exercise, just like a just like a musician would do would do scales, would spend their time doing doing scales um, to exercise themselves at a particular move or at a particular section of a track or a particular um, composition they've been doing. Or maybe yeah, them, maybe just... I'm talking shit and that makes no sense, what I've just said. But uh, uh, anyway, they, back, they practice scales. <laughs> yeah, that's the word. It's not exercise, yeah, it's, it's
1: practice. Part, yeah, it's a practice and exercise. And it's also like um, a moment of fun. Something that is, because I did a little video, so I tried to search uh, also a little video that I can put on it. So it's like, a, it's... Uh, make like to have some fun and not to be too much serious all the time. And it's more the exercise, fun homework that I uh, put on myself and because I need also to have some moment. Okay. Um, to have a regular way of working. So I found this trick to trick myself.
0: <laughs> nice. That's a, that's a, that's a, a really, that's a, a really healthy way of, of making music,
1: to trick yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, to trick yourself. Um, to just like put your, Okay, <laughs> let's just say normally in the morning I will I will wake up, meditate, exercise. Today I'm going to wake up and drink half a bottle of whiskey and see how it, and see how I can handle that. <laughs> I'm tricking myself. <laughs> Ooh, I've I've replaced I've, I've made coffee the day before, but I've put half a liter of rum inside. Ooh, I'm tricking myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am tricking Go myself.
1: Trick.
0: I'm not sure my Go boss trick. is going to be really happy with that, but anyway, I tricked myself.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's like listen, Kellys.
0: So. <laughs> Jesus. No, that's cool. That's cool. Great, amazing. Okay. Um, where, 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 where was that released? Where was this, uh, this, this one um, tracked oh, from it's not yesterday? The yesterday uh, one.
1: It's a uh, uh, really. Uh, it's not really, it's just on the, I did a little videos and it's like just two minutes. So it's really like a little exercise and for the moment it's on Vimeo, but I'm thinking to to make it a little bit longer and let, let's see, but because I have some other coming, uh, the Erta kit is coming soon, I hope. Uh, and, but it's also a short program because I lost 40 gigabytes on my computer.
2: Oof. Your computer <laughs> went for a diet. For sure.
1: <laughs> so now it was also like a nice... Um, I was I was kind of turning around on everything I have, and, and I made the clean on my computer, but apparently I made a too much bigger <laughs> cleaning.
0: You cleaned it with bleach.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She so, bleached out the computer. It was looking good and blonde.
1: <laughs> I don't know what happened, but it's my fault. And um, But it was nice because he also re- restarted myself. Like, okay, it's lost. It's lost. Um, you can't go back. It's lost. So let's improve yourself. And it actually was nice because he also cleaned some... It's like you know, like you, when you clean your room and you throw away things, like uh, spring cleaning, and and you you are refreshed and you okay, let's do it. It's okay. I can uh, I can still continue to do things and I still have things. Thank you, hard drive. But um, but no, I lost some pretty uh, rec- good recording that I hope I gotta find it again. But anyway. Um uh, but I, I, yeah it's also a, a nice process to refresh yourself, like to okay this happened, but it's okay. I gonna restart and I still have the print of what I learn, even if I lose projects, but there's still the print and still the intention. So let's do it again. <laughs>
0: I did that on on purpose myself. I threw away like a, maybe a hundred tracks last year. Um, I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. This is going. This yeah. isn't going anywhere. Not necessarily. I could have. I could have spent time finishing them, but then I felt like sometimes um, starting fresh and put it having like mm-hmm. the, the the pressure and well, not necessarily pressure, just the the adrenaline. That's the exact word. I mm. mean, um, if Andrew Huberman was listening to this, he would kick my ass big time um, for not remembering that. Um, so the, the adrenaline the you opposite, get.
1: But for the opposite, I, uh, it was for this project. I was working with a theater company and then it was a movie. And actually I used one of the first things I did with the Volca sample when I received it, the first recording I did. And I I was like, okay, I need to keep it as a memory and well, let's see. I just wanted to keep it. And I delete a lot of things, but this one was I was always keeping it and I was searching um, a sample for a choreography there's in the movie and actually I was like I need something simple and sounds a little bit crashy. And the first things come in was the first recording <laughs> that I kept from the Volca, the first that I record. So I was happy to have, to still have it at this moment. Amazing! But it was cool to lose to lose 40 gigabytes.
0: So before before we lose this track, we're gonna listen. We're gonna yeah. listen to it for now. This um, yesterday edit from Billy Holiday. Good. Um, so I've heard that you have some particular interests for um, anything around dub and dub techno. Yes.
1: Yes. Actually, I when I arrived in Berlin, actually I was uh, I was more in discovering at this moment yeah dub and and especially like Silent Season. Uh, it's actually from the Canadian more that I discovered some dub. There's a huge scene dub, and also how they play, there's a specific sound that it sounds, uh, yeah, they have this derby techno print in the construction or what, like for example, it's on my vision, but for me, for example, in Switzerland, they have this big uh, jazzy print, Uh, in France it's different, in Berlin it's different, and Canada for me, there's a big dub scene. And there's yeah, Insectorama. I guess they are also uh, from. Uh, I'm not sure, but Insectorama is. Yeah, um,
0: he's German. Um, Marcos Mansour Marcus is German. German.
1: Yeah. But yeah, Silent Season. They are from Vancouver, and and yeah, I, I discover before before there was Bandcamp. He was from a blog, um, and. Yeah, and I still listen a lot. There's also this, it's not really that, but it's in between. There's Nisht, nicht. Uh, I guess they are from, um, I don't know exactly who they are from. And actually I make a call for this. Who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh-huh. try to stalk them. <laughs> no, it's sorry. For <laughs> but no, they're especially this person, Docetism, I really like what he's doing. This concept. But, um,
0: is there yeah, anything in particular? Is is there anything in particular that catches your attention whenever you're listening to music? Whenever you're looking for music to listen, or maybe whenever you're looking for music to play, is there anything that will catch your attention or will uh, make you buy the track more than anything else?
1: It depends. The mood I am, the, what I'm searching, also and. Um I know that when I'm really in the digging mood, uh, I know that directly I will go on on ambient and um, up and it's the first things that I will uh, dig and I search a mood you're
0: okay, searching for you're searching for a, you're, you're searching for, um, a mood meaning um, you're searching for someone to have an atmosphere of yeah. their of their own. Like something that transports you, it's going to be more. uh, What you're looking for is more uh, music that will transport you to another place, basically. Exactly.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. And what can transport me? What can I can? Um. Um. Yeah. Yeah. That I can transport. That I can be transported somewhere else. And and also I like to listen and listen again and again. And and mostly I. That's the reason I like to. I need to listen it again, and I like to, when I download something, when I buy something, I like to listen, or even when it's my music, I like to listen on different places or different moments of the day to see uh, if it's still fitting on, if I still like it or not, and if I need to, in my music, if I need to change some moment or not, Um, and if it still have meanings on different situations. And I like to have different reading uh, of music in different places. Um, some moments you can the music can be more melancholic, and another other moments you're gonna listen it and it's gonna be more dark. And other moments you're gonna be more uh, pushing or some moments, yeah. And I like that that I can have different meanings and different moods with the same track.
0: So, depending when you say you're going to listen to it, so you're probably going to listen to it under um, in different situations. Like, for example, at home, whenever you're sitting on a the couch, mm-hmm. then you go uh, out there and you listen on your mm-hmm. head, on your headphones while you're walking, and, and then maybe you play it at a party to see what it's yeah. uh, to to have uh, to be able to yeah. perceive the track from a different perspective, maybe.
1: Yeah, and to, yeah, and to see also the reaction sometimes and sometimes you have some tracks that you realize that does not work and it's your private track <laughs> and some moments yeah it, it gives something different on the moment you're going to listen it and and also can bring you some different emotion when you're going to listen it and and some moments it's not the moment to listen it and you're going to let the track for a while and oh, after one another moment like oh i'm going to listen it again and it works
0: yeah um hundred yeah. percent there's like uh, albums which are which which you need to you need to digest um I think it's rock and roll animal from Lou Reed that takes it yeah. it takes uh, I bought it when I was maybe 18 years old and then I started to listen to it when I was 25 26 my sister said yeah that's the kind of album that you leave um you you, you leave it somewhere you know you'll listen to it and I'm, I'm doing the same right now with uh, Tutu from Miles Davis Everyone mm-hmm. said Tutu was like the album from Miles Davis, but it's actually, it was made at a time when we we completely banned the subs from music, which mm-hmm. is completely stupid. But I'm starting to listen to it again right now and starting to understand it. I get, I get what you mean. Same as when you're DJing, sometimes um, there's like an amazing, great piece. And if you play mm-hmm. it at the wrong moment, you're basically emptying the floor and you're killing the mood. Do you have any particular goal whenever you're... Um, Playing music or making music, do you have any? Are you chasing something while as making music or as being part of uh, of the music?
1: I really like when uh, the music I do. I like when people they are at home and sitting and listen um, some mixtape that I'm doing or some track. Um, I like to have this feeling that, and for me, it's a big. Uh, recognition if people are taking the time to listen and be at home so that's my my goal that people can sit and listen what I'm doing at home and not I'm not necessarily searching to uh, to have a big uh, a crowd in front of me and because it's pretty scary and difficult also to make people dancing on the, for me and but for me yeah my goal it's like to bring
0: something
1: at home to people, so can can sound like a Michael Jackson song.
0: <laughs> it could, it could. <laughs> I see, I see this as um, so. There's, there's different perspectives to to that different point of view, and people could see it as um, like you're you're making you're making a mix, and you don't you may, you're missing that you're missing that connection to people. What you are doing, and this is where it's exceptional. Um, it is that you are seeing this as <clears throat> uh, from, from, a, from, a, from the point of view of people not taking the time to listen to music. And this is where it is gold to me, because this is absolutely true since probably, I would say since maybe 30 years, people do not sit down in their couch and put on a record And really listen to the record and shut the fuck up and listen to the music and enjoy it. And so what you're trying to achieve here is actually something that's pretty noble. Um, It is you are aiming to um, basically do something from um, a point in which you feel enough in in comfort to Mm. be able to express yourself. And you're trying to achieve a purpose that is one, pretty hard and two, pretty noble. Like really... Um, I think when you when you really think think this through, aiming for people to take some time at home to listen to one of your performances or one of your podcasts. I don't think there's many artists that can claim that today.
1: Well. <laughs> I want to be an electronic uh, radio show <laughs> by myself, maybe. No,
0: but it's yeah, more. It's, it's more than a radio show. It's, it's it's really more. I I feel it's more. It's more special than a mm-hmm. than than a radio show. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, you want you want people to be able to um, gift themselves the time at home in their comfortable space in their space that they know mm-hmm. to be able yeah, to a, experience what you're give, a gift that you're giving to them.
1: Yeah, and to bring them in in yeah in the, in. The, you know, travel and they can stay uh, at at home. And it's true that I also bring a lot of um, of traditional music and um, on different from different country because I'm also from different country. Uh, but yeah, I, I to bring this organic sound and in the same time some. Um, some traditional music, some jazz music, some uh, trip up or some uh, ambient, some drone, and to place of these, of these things, and to build like some kind of mixtape, or or it can be just a track, but um, that can even these people they maybe just like one or two type of music that I can play in the mixtape but all the continuity that can bring them in, in sort of uh, meditation to, uh, in a sort of a travel and, and while they stay at home. That's, that's, yeah, that's a goal.
0: One thing I wanted to talk, to talk about with you is, um, I, remember, I remember one time um, when I wrote an article about French people in, in Berlin, I did one mistake which... Um, I was quickly reminded of is um, I spoke of people that I had in mind, people that I had around and people that I knew the music of. And I actually did not mention any, any woman. And thankfully enough, um, you were, you were the one to um, bring, bring that up to bring that up to me. And I feel like it is actually something really important. And especially us men don't, don't necessarily realize the, import, the importance of it. I know there is um, a big trend these days and a lot of people are actually using that in order to make money or in order to gain fame or in order to get people to their party, get people to their club, use it for a bad purpose. But um, I pretty much feel like there is a need for us men to recognize the need of more women into the scene these days. Do you feel like there are not enough women represented? Is it harder still these days for women to perform compared to men?
1: Um, yeah, about the article, that's uh, when I see the article and some some of my friends, it's actually some of my friends show me the article and, and the first things was like, okay, there's also some women also in, in Berlin as French and make music. Um, what I something that I really recognize is because I'm from seeing this, this ambient scene. Uh, women, there's a lot of women actually in uh, in ambient and and also on the, in the scene. It's something that it's really easy and because we mostly know just only by internet or whatever. So they there's no like um, gender on on this. But I had some from experience that, yeah, sometimes I was booked only because I was a woman. And then you realize that sometimes the booker don't actually know what you do as a mus- uh, in the music. And so then they ask you to play what they want and not what you play. So that reduce you on something like, uh, would you do the same things with, with a man or not? Or did you book me only because I'm a woman? And this kind of situation can can be really awkward because at this moment you realize that you are just booked because you are a woman and not because what you do. Um, I there's more and more representation in uh, in the music scene in the right now, and there's more and more um, and not only women but uh, Flinta and and. It's it's really cool. that what's happening right now. There's more and more people recognize that there's yeah something that it's wrong. Also, when you see like a lineup like for women that they have the same um, sound or what, and there's only men organizing and all or the women they are only like on organization and not playing or whatever. So I guess there's also a lot of things coming more and more. And that brings more and more also visibility for long, uh, Flinta uh, people who want to intro- get into music or into art generally. And I guess it's nice if all we can make some efforts about this. And yeah, it's about music. But can you also listen to what's going on and see that there's also women and uh In the game and that we have the same capacity of everybody and to be booked there's something less there's nothing more horrible than just be booked because you are a woman.
0: I completely agree with that. We do live in a patriarchal society because um, in the western world um, this is how it has been going Mm -hmm. on since since like probably Too beginning of years.
1: <laughs> since <laughs> the beginning years. of
0: monotheist religions, um, male has been placed as the center as the center of the family wrongly. So for sure, hundred percent, we do have a problem with that, and we do need to be um, conscious of of, of, of more this. More
1: aware of what's
0: exactly more aware of what is happening, but at the same time. <laughs> Like we do have also um, people same as what you said that are gonna bring okay, I have a lineup to do. the club said they want a girl always so I'm gonna pick whichever the girl and then I'm gonna ask her, oh can you play this 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 but no, you're booking me because um, you've listened to what I play and not because of um, I'm a girl, I'm a man, I'm non-binary or whatever. Same as we're probably going to have that with, um, like now that the non-binary people are starting to have a voice, thank God. Um, like we're probably going to get into parties where people are going to say, okay, we need a man, a woman and a, non- and a non-binary. And then the musical lineup will maybe make sense, maybe not make sense. So it's just uh, we have to find, it's, it's, it's a pretty big mess. There is a problem that the, the maybe the yeah, women are there's, not there's, recognized but there's also the problem that sometimes they're just recognized for being a woman which brings them back to the same spot
1: yeah it's uh, it's um it's also I guess yeah there right now there's a there's a lot of really cool collective female pressure um also this collective I forgot the name in uh, in Denmark but female pressure in 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 berlin they they do a lot of work and um, and it's also what we do. Also with um, with Denise, uh, we have this project Correro and actually we are there's <coughs> for the moment we the first woman, the first person that we wanted to promote. It was mostly some friends around us, and it was mostly women. So. It's not that we revendicate like okay we are only women and it's uh, made only by women and things it's it's we we took also what we are around and it can be for the visual or it can be for the video it can be for uh the music for everything the all uh, concepts it's made by women but we we are a platform for also for diversity but the first because we start the project <clears throat> That first, like the people we wanted to also promote first, it was people we had around, and it was women because also we there's also this sorority um, between each other that it's also really important, and <clears throat> and this sorority between each other, it became because we also know that there are some problem on on the scene, and 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 it's important to. Yeah, to have this sorority and also to talk to each other as a woman and to don't have this competition on each other was also important to to don't have because it's not women, we are not always like this. And it's uh, maybe a patriarchal idea to think this. Uh, there's a lot of sorority and a lot of... Um, yeah, it's not like a girl power, but more sorority, like a community together. And you're acting for your makes... own community
0: that's a, like a, a people are doing that. <laughs> the Freemasons are doing that. Um, the mm-hmm. communities from every different religions are doing that so it it, it makes sense like you're doing something um, attached to a cause that you want <clears throat> to defend and which is mm, but my impacting you.
1: community it's, and my community it's music. so I'm doing something from my community in music on the music scene and it can be on every show on everything. So it's not specifically on acting that it's, um, on electronic music. You have still some country in the world that, as a, when you are a woman and you can't be a musician, you can't do music, you can't, you can't express work. yourself. So you can't work, you can have a driving license or what. So there's a bigger problem also behind it's, it's, it's not only music; it's the woman rights also behind. But this—it's another bigger topic. Um, but
0: it is an enormous topic. Yeah, it,
1: <clears throat> and but I have to say that it's true that in, on on the ambient uh, experimental music, I people there was always really welcoming, and there was like. Well, nothing about the gender. It was more when, ah, okay, uh, some from other country, for example, than in Berlin. Uh, but Berlin is also a little bit different problem for me too.
0: Okay, so um, as a question to close it up, um, I'd like to ask you: What, what if, what if, if music, if making music was easy? What would it be like if making music was? <sighs> completely super easy, what would it be like?
1: Right now, you ask me this question, it's funny because I w- if music was super easy for me, I would like to do some, <laughs> some, some booty.
0: <laughs> booty music.
1: Yeah. That's how it would I be like. Ar- <laughs> I would like to, if music was easy for me, I would like to do some booty, but I, I don't arrive to make it uh, but it's what's hard about it's it my, because I have no clue how to make it. But it's like my fantasy music that I would like in in my career to achieve to arrive to make a booty a booty track. So um, yeah, I make I make little exercise to arrive. So i um, I try to combine some glitch and <laughs> and some break. Music. So let's see what's going on. But if music was easy, it would be to do some booty track. Okay. Maybe techno booty.
0: Techno booty track. If music, if making music was easy, it would be it it would be techno booty. It would be techno booty.
1: (laughs) Booty. Boom. Amazing.
0: Like
1: funny pack. Like funny pack. (laughs)
0: Like funny pack. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Amazing. Great. Um, thank you very much for for all of this. There's a lot of insightful um, words in what you've been saying. I really like um, your process of creation and how you're connected to uh, to the visual arts and how your your music is tightly connected to that. I really loved it. And I do hope um, listeners will also like it. Um, so, what do you have? Um, so, we will put your uh, social media links on the description, and as well, um, maybe a, a couple of links to some of your to some of your music. Um, do you have any release planned? Do you have any anything coming up?
1: Um, yeah, I have. Um, so, I can have a track release on Way Wait Music and also have an EP on Son of Berlin and I'm preparing an album uh, with the label of my dear friend uh, Yesin uh, on Afterbeats. And I'm working with with Cecilia that we were talking before with a project that will be present in Paris in May. Uh, with uh, dance performance and poesy with uh, Evelyn Flores and Cecilia Erisman, and it was a really pleasure to talk with you. <laughs> thank always,
0: you. it's always a pleasure. Thank you,
1: thank you for inviting me for this new one.
0: <laughs> An absolute pleasure. There'll be there'll be more for sure.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for the next to listen to the next one.
0: Superb. Thank you very much. Have a nice evening. Thank
1: you. You too.